1: Wash my hands
0: of this business. Hello everybody, welcome to another brand new episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Tuesday, October 27th. We are your daily dose of last levity in a crazy, crazy world. I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Tony Sanfilippo. Tony, coming off two days off of work, how are you feeling today?
2: Good morning, everybody. I'm feeling great. Uh, got some good rest last night. I don't know if I look like I'm well-rested. I am way behind on sleep, but nonetheless, I did get a good amount last night. So I uh, feel refreshed, feeling good. Uh, it's a uh, frigid or maybe a warm three degrees here in Ooh. Fort Collins this morning.
0: Ouch! Yeah I, th- yeah, I thought we had it bad. It's uh, 24 degrees now, but uh, three. No, 24 thank you. would be a heat wave, baby. Yeah, yeah, you can keep that. Uh, is it still yeah. co-
2: blanketed in snow out there? Still blanketed in snow. That blanketed it sound like I broke it in my noses.
0: <laughs> well, you know, at least you're inside where it's nice and warm, and uh, you know, it's it's uh, comfortable. You know, it, it, regardless. Yeah
2: regardless how are you doing this morning my friend
0: i'm good i'm good had a good monday it's tuesday now feeling uh you know obviously it's still kind of at the beginning of the week but you know what we're going strong and not feeling the uh oh what would you call weekend hangover is you know sometimes you do
2: yeah uh yeah you definitely feel like uh still hung from that but uh yeah no it's uh new it's uh day two of the new week so uh Doing great. Yeah, yeah. Ready ready for today's show, that's for sure.
0: I am too. And speaking of today's show, let's go ahead and kick things off the way we do each and every day with a question from my co-host, Tony. I'm going to have you put your hypothetical hat on again. And uh, let's say you're walking through the woods, you're having a nice little jaunt, and uh, you come across, I don't know, a human remain, maybe a skull. What do you do?
2: Uh, well... First off, you know, it'd be a little freaky, but uh, I would definitely... Now, hypothetically, would I have phone service to call the authorities? Because if I did, yeah, yeah, I would call the authorities.
0: You know, that makes sense. Um, When you said... uh... I mean,
2: that's the common sense. I'm not touching anything. I sure as hell have seen enough uh, CSI and uh, all that shows I don't need my prints on anything. I guess if you found it on a human remain, like a skull or something, even if you touch it, which I wouldn't... uh, it would be long past uh, fingerprint evidence.
0: At first I was wondering where you were going with it, because you said, well, this might sound weird, but... I was like, what?
2: Yeah, no. Pretty basic.
0: I'd call the authorities. Yeah. Does Tony have a weird necrophilia
2: thing going on?
0: Probably oh, not. hell
2: no. Whew. Then you
0: play your old hell no oh. sound, by yeah.
2: Oh, hell no. <laughs>
0: oh, well... It's good to know that you aren't like this guy. So a skull found and put on a man's uh, fireplace mantle has been identified as that of a missing Morgan County man. According to District Attorney General Russell Johnson, the Morgan County Sheriff's Office retrieved the skull sporting sunglasses after being told about it. The person in possession of the skull said it was found in March of 2019 by an individual in the Gobi area. A DNA test by the Knox County Regional Forensic Center and the University of Tennessee Department of Anthropology found it belonged to Junior Willie McCann. McCann has been missing since September of 2012, so it was found about seven years later. Morgan County Sheriff Wayne Potter is requesting that anyone with information related to McGann's death or other persons who remain missing contact the sheriff's office. But, uh, you know, yeah, if you find a human skull, don't uh, use it as a prop in your house and uh, put sunglasses on it or a cigarette coming out of its mouth. or I a-
2: didn't mean to play that, sorry. <laughs> it's, I'm not saying that the segment or story is crickets, I... Literally was logging in, and it just went off. And How dare you. <laughs> there you go. I know. <laughs>
0: but, uh, yeah, you know, it's if you find a human remain, call the authorities. Chances are it's uh, somebody who's missing something, something they might want to know about.
2: Yeah. gun. That one I did mean to do, because it's, it's just common sense, which a lot of people don't seem to have.
0: No, no. And, you know, maybe finding a cool school, you think, ah, you know, it's, it's Halloween time. Sure, why not? But,
2: uh. Yeah, well, dude, what I don't know if possession, like, that's cool! I'm gonna put that on my uh, mantle, but put some glasses on it, name it Yubi, Yubi Dubois.
0: (laughs) And then my other question is: was the rest of the body there too, or did he only find the skull?
2: It's like Mortal Kombat. He just, get over here! (laughs) And then, like, puts his hand in the jaw. Hello, Frank! Uh (laughs) Fatality! Yeah, so many, so many weird ways you could go with that, for sure.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, people make me wonder sometime. Well, oh, you know what doesn't dude, make yes. me wonder is today's show. It is a wonderful show that we have lined up for you folks. Let's talk about today's Tuesday show, shall we? This is Taco Tuesday! Being that it's Tuesday, we have Animal Tales, sponsored by RoughRiders.org. We have a segment called, Isn't That Veered?, We have our call in (laughs) topic of real life horrors or phobias. We have a topic called unrealistic movie tropes. We end the day on this day in history, and Tony is up next with the entertainment news. Folks, don't go anywhere. We'll be back in a few. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Phoenix Media Radio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Tuesday, October 27th. We have a thing called the Phoenix Line. It is a 24-hour day, day seven-day-a-week voicemail line giving you guys the opportunity to chime in on anything whatsoever. Uh, Perhaps uh, you want to share a body part that you found on a hike and that you've dressed up over your mantelpiece. You know what? By all means, let us know. That number for the Phoenix Line is 855-Phoenix-Radio. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O. Or 855-336-4973. All that we ask is that you keep it entertaining. We will compile those together and put them out in a future show. Now, speaking of entertaining, Tony is here with the entertainment news.
2: Good morning, everybody. It is Tuesday, October 27th, 2020. And here is your Filippo Last Five. Quibi, the final day of the service for that app, will be December 1st. So if you want to catch up on all your Quibi shows, you got about a month or so. Meh. You be watching your Quibi? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Nope. Uh, how about this? Uh, KFC is going to be selling fried chicken scented fire logs this holiday season. So you could toss in these fire logs and your house smell like KFC chicken. That's actually uh, kind so- of brilliant. Yeah, not too bad if you like the smell. It's actually a good smell. I haven't been to uh, KFC in... I don't remember
0: the last time I yeah. went. KFC's not my chicken jo- uh, joint of choice, but uh, you know what? It's, it's
2: not bad. It no, does, it's got its good stuff. Yeah, it works in a It's pinch. all right. I actually forget about it, to be honest with you. I always think Chick-fil-A for, for that. Right, or Popeyes. Just kind of the thing. Mm. Yeah, oh, Popeyes. We don't have one up here, so they have them down... Down towards Denver, but not up here. I like Popeye's. Oh, we've got them here. Um, oh, Popeye's chicken is that. <laughs> I won't say it. Oh, we can't get away from Adam Sandler. Yeah. Uh, cheers is Monica Aldama. Aldama? I filippo that, I'm sure. She got eliminated from Dancing with the Stars Villains Night. So if you watch Dancing with the Stars, spoiler. I didn't even warn you. I just told you. Uh, you don't need to watch the show now. Rob Zombie to Damn release it, his first new song in over four years called The Trump The Triumphant The Triumph of King Freak drops this Friday. <laughs> the Triumph of King Freak, bubblegum. I don't know, really sound like macho man, that was a bad Rob Zombie. Ooh. Reunited sad. with their man, Brad Pitt's girlfriend, Nicole Patruski, is back together with her husband, Ronald Barry. They have an open marriage, so for poor Brad Pitt, his girlfriend <laughs> went back to the husband.
0: It's so. it's not a, not every day that Brad Pitt play, plays second fiddle to somebody.
2: Yeah, I'm dating Brad Pitt, but I'm also still married to this guy named Ron Mary. No big deal. Okay, <laughs> it's just weird. The open marriage, the open. I mean, I'm not judging anyone who got open stuff. That's fine, but it's just it's a little little odd to me. It, it just not my cup of tea i guess yeah, fair enough any who's um into the actual entertainment portion of the segment uh so i don't know jesse might be excited for this uh a lot of a lot of ladies will i'm sure but uh hocus pocus two, uh bett midler confirms that she sarah jessica parker and kathy najini will return for the sequel Uh, the The Black Flame Candle must have been lit because the Sanderson sisters are officially returning. Nearly three decades after the first appearing is Winifred, Sarah, and Mary Sanderson. And after months of speculation, Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, and Kathy Najimy are said to be returning for Hocus Pocus 2, the upcoming sequel to the 1993 cult classic. This is exciting news came from Midler herself during a recent interview with Fox 5's Good Day New York addressing the sequel. Midler revealed that those working behind the scenes on the film have asked us if we're interested in reprising our roles. Of course, all of us said yes. Midler explained she's game. I'm totally game to return as Winifred, the main antagonist of the 93 film that put a spell on viewers. Um... So it goes on again to tell you how much Hocus Pocus did in 1993, and
0: I'm sure Sarah uh, fans Jessica I'm Parker. Sorry? I'm sure Sarah Jessica Parker is just glad that she's got a job again.
2: Yeah, she's been out of work for a while, huh? Ever since uh, Sex in the City, I not a whole lot anything. going on. Nope. So I'm sure between her and Matthew Broderick, they have a lot of royalties and made a lot of money. Yeah, I'm so sure they don't doing have okay. to do much, but. Uh, While fans may have to wait for the sequel, they won't have to wait very long to see Midler, Parker, and Najimi back in action as the Sanderson sisters, as the trio are set to reunite for a virtual one-night-only documentary-style event called In Search of the Sanderson sisters, which is a part of New York's Restoration Project's virtual Halloween fundraising event called Huluween, set to take place on October 30th. she said it was bizarre to get back into costume, but they're excited to do it. There's no set date, but this will be coming out on Disney Plus. Um, something you might be interested in or excited about.
0: Yeah, Jesse's definitely looking forward to it. I, we seem to be of the thought that it was further along, that it was already shot, and that they were going to get ready to release it come October. I mean this Halloween, but uh, apparently uh, they just announced it, and you know maybe it'll be there in time for next Halloween.
2: I think next Halloween, yeah. Which uh, I think you know it's something I'd watch again. I like the original, uh, but I have a feeling it might be one of those uh, where you take something that was so great, and even though you put together the original cast and everything, so much time's gone by that the magic might not white be there. Right. But but
0: it is Disney you know, so you know they, they tend yeah, to treat those things pretty they well. They
2: tend to do pretty good. Uh, staying in the realm of Disney uh, Oscar Isaac who played uh, Poe Domarian, Domarian, Dameron? Domarian <laughs> Dameron Wow, <laughs> see Filippo today um, uh, he's going to be uh, playing Moon Knight no uh, kidding. in the Disney Plus Marvel series so um, he is uh, in talks it's just about to be confirmed uh, but Moon Knight is going to be a daredevil-shaped hole um, in our lives. Moon Knight is basically Marvel's Batman, so yeah. the base, you know, so basically, you know, every D for those uh, non-comic book geeky fans of the show, uh, Marvel and DC all have about similar set of characters, and they all kind of riff on, you know, this would be their version of that character and whatnot. And uh, Moon Knight pretty much is the Batman, yeah. just way less
0: popular. Yeah, there was a lot of character oh, stealing back in the day, you know, and Stan Lee is, uh, while he is a Marvel icon, he was probably the worst <laughs> as far as stealing as a, characters from DC, yeah.
2: I like Batman, true believer, but Moon Knight!
1: <laughs> and his
2: name is his name is Wayne Bruce. It's not quite like Bruce Wayne, but it's like <laughs> Wayne Bruce. Although that is definitely not his name, so, uh, Nonetheless, it's Mark Spector is his yeah. uh Alter Eagle, right? So um so something to look forward to. That'll be on Disney Plus next year, but Oscar Isaac, I think a good casting choice for that. I, I do agree. I do like Oscar Isaac as an actor. I think he's he's really good. He's phenomenal. Yeah. Like he even did well in uh I didn't think it was that bad of a movie. It wasn't the greatest, but X Men Apocalypse. He played Apocalypse. I thought he did well with yeah. that. Yep. And then, again, not the greatest X Men right. movie, but. Uh, yeah, it
0: was a uh, a bunch of good actors in a ho hum story director picture.
2: It was just a hell of a lot better than Dark Phoenix.
0: Oh, yeah. That was.
2: Uh, huh. that Unfortunately, was everything Dark Phoenix related, whether it's that or. Uh, what was the third X Men film called? Uh.
0: X-O, yeah. uh, X-Men United? No.
2: United uh, or something. Yeah, the original trilogy. The last the third Stand. one. Of, oh, know. The Last Stand. Yeah, That's that was, the, yeah,
0: it was awful. Luckily, uh, uh. Marvel retains the rights to them now and uh, we'll get a true representation of the X-Men here in the future.
2: Yeah, I hope so. It would be great. Um, someone we talked about earlier in the show, Adam Sandler, uh, he's trading in at Hubie Halloween, uh, Hubie Dubois humor for another serious drama the uncut gems actor is set to star an adaptation of the spaceman of bohemia uh, for an upcoming film from sharon noble director jonathan Rennick. uh sandler's new role will bring him back to netflix where his new halloween comedy special recently debuted the spaceman of bohemia project is adapted from the novel of the same name the self the still untitled film follows an astronaut astronaut played by sandler whoa i'm going to space (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <Woo-ba-de-doo. clears throat> said to the edge of the galaxy to collect mysterious ancient dust he soon finds his, his earthly life is falling to pieces as he turns to the only voice who can help him try to put it back together um, Sandler's new movie comes from producers Channing Tatum, Reed Carolyn, Peter Kieran and Michael Peretz as well as Tim Heddington Leah Buman, and Max Silva um, so they have that coming out on uh, Netflix. Uh, but first, before we get that, he does have another comedy coming out called Hustle. It's going to be a sports comedy, and that'll be out on Netflix uh, in the beginning of next year. So you'll have a comedy again next, and then a serious film from him. So um, uh, hopefully, can't get enough of the Sandman. Yeah, hopefully, uh, he doesn't do
0: any weird voices in this more. next comedy, and yeah, we'll we'll actually get a uh, more uh, Paul Crew version of uh adam sandler
2: oh god that'd be good just like the longest yard god it was such a good one so um looking forward to that um do you ever use hulu live tv are you a are you a live tv guy no um we used to have which one was it
0: it was one of the live tv packages because we stream everything we don't have cable um but got away from that and now we just do the individual services so most of the live tv i've got you know cbs nbc uh fox things like that just on their individual ones but not through hulu directly
2: well hulu is going to be dropping a ton of channels so uh they are cutting uh fox sports um the yes network marquee sports network A lot of sports channels. So realistically, um, it's going to be if you got this specifically for Fox Sports or a lot of these sports channels, you'll still have ESPN um, and TNT and TBS to get your sports, but you're going to be losing a lot of sports stuff, so it's kind of a misleading article. I right. should have pre-read. Like <laughs> well, they made it seem like you were losing like ABC and NBC, losing Fox well, Sports.
0: Stuff. And if you don't have cable, getting these uh, live TV streaming services, the the reason to get them is for sports. And so if they're losing it, they're going to lose a lot of people.
2: Oh, absolutely. So, uh, but I see we are out of entertainment news time, so let's roll on to the birthday.
1: It's my birthday.
2: Judas Priest, maybe. K.K. Downing, guitarist of Judas Priest, is that wonderful number 69. Nice. Brady Quinn, former Broncos, Browns, and sat in the uh, draft room for about 952 years. Brady Quinn, he's 36. Uh, Scott Weiland, the melody man, if he can't do it, nobody can. He passed away at 48, so it's a heavenly birthday for the former Stone Temple Pilots lead singer. John Cleese is 81. Wow. Uh, One of the greatest U.S. presidents in history, Theodore Roosevelt, passed away at age 60. Today would have been his 950th birthday. (laughs) Not quite, right. It's just he passed away at age 60. Uh, Lonzo Ball, remember him? I do, yeah. What a dramatic drama guy you'd never heard of. And how sad, he wasn't a part of the Lakers when they won a championship. (laughs) Oh, dang. Well, he's 23 today. Um, I wonder if he's still rocking those killer shoes. What was the shoes that him and his dad had?
0: Oh, I forget. (laughs)
1: It's going to drive me nuts. Uh, I don't know. Who cares?
2: It's a pile of crap anyways. Hey, Kelly Osborne is 36. (laughs) Happy birthday, you filthy animals. That was your (laughs) entertainment news today. We'll see you tomorrow for... A little more entertaining news and hopefully a less raspy voice.
0: There you go. Well, folks, when we come back, it is Tuesday, and as we do on Tuesdays, Animal Tales sponsored by Rough Riders. Don't go anywhere, we'll be back in a few Now Back to the show indeed This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show It is Tuesday, October 27th We are all over social media With many of you watching us right now On Facebook Live or YouTube Live as we speak Unfortunately, Facebook's being a little weird Not letting us start watch parties But uh, I think that's because of a block They have uh, with the uh, elections coming up regardless you can find us on facebook at facebook.com forward slash christian phoenix radio that's christian with a k phoenix with an f radio of course with an r or on instagram at phoenix media radio tony available at facebook.com forward slash tony dot sanfilippo that's s-a-n-f-i-l-i-p-p-o dot nine four, or on instagram at tony sanfilippo 81 Now, being that it's Tuesday, and as we do each and every Tuesday, we have Animal Tales sponsored by RoughRiders.org. Now, RoughRiders is a local dog rescue nonprofit 501c3 dedicated to the transport of dogs from the rural kill shelters here to the metro areas of Reno and working with uh, other local shelters and rescues to find them home and give them, uh, find them homes and give them a second chance at life. If you want to learn more about Rough Riders, head over to roughwriters.org or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Rough Saves. Now, with that out of the way, let's go ahead and roll on into Animal Tales.
2: Dogs and the cats, they tick up the middle where the honeybee hums and the cricket fiddles, and the donkey brays and the pony neighs, the old great badger sighs. Listen to the bass, it's a one on the bottom where the bullfrog croaks and the hippopotamus moans and groans with the big to-do and the old cow just goes moo.
0: The cow says... Moo. <laughs> Always reminds me of that, uh, that old preschool toy, but uh, in any case, we've got a, uh, a trio of stories lined up for you guys for Animal Tales, so let's go ahead and start off with our first one. Burr. So the... For the second time in two years, a Lycoming County family was attacked by a bear. The second time in two years. Wow. The first attack in 2018 landed Melinda LeBaron of Muncie Creek Township in the hospital for nearly three months. Wow. And over the weekend, LeBaron and her husband, Sid, escaped injury, but they lost their dog in the frightening attack, reports indicate. According to the reports, LeBaron let her dog, ironically named Bear, out into the backyard Saturday night. And moments later, Bear was attacked by a black bear. Quote, the bear was going full force. The black bear started chasing the dog, grabbed the dog, and pinned her down. Melinda and Sid LeBaron ran into their house to escape the attack, forced to leave their dog behind. Oh, that's sad. Quote, if that bear would have gotten into the house, it probably would have been all over for us. So I had to make a choice, the dog or us, so I slammed the door. During the attack, mm-hmm. he used a curtain rod to beat back the bear, he told the station. This was their second such encounter with a bear, they said. In December 2018, Melinda LeBaron was attacked and dragged into the woods by a bear. Wow. She was in the hospital for two and a half months, recovering from her injuries. While the LeBaron's believe that uh, believe the bear that killed their dog Saturday is the same bear that attacked Melinda two years ago, the Pennsylvania Game Commission isn't so sure about that for one thing during the latest attack there were no nearby cubs they said there's no way to know but all the evidence suggests that it's not so uh folks if you live in areas where there are bears you know just keep an eye on your dogs uh it is so sad that their dog named bear boy that gets confusing uh unfortunately he had to lose his life but uh luckily the folks are okay and uh hopefully they don't have a run-in again with that bear or any bear Anytime soon. So, uh, sorry to start things out on a, a little bit of a, a bummer note, but uh, you know what? In this next story, we'll redeem things a little bit.
2: Yeah, we got to redeem that. Didn't see that one coming for sure. Normally, Animal Tales, you get like the really happy stuff. Was well, not expecting Bear to get eaten by Bear.
0: No, no. And, you know, I, I yeah. started reading through the article, and, you know, typically if the article looks pretty good, you know, I. The way I read it was, you know, the couple survived their second attack, and I was like, oh, good, and then reading it for the first time, obviously. But realistically, here,
2: too, there. you bring out a good point. If you live in an area where you do have wildlife, you got to be very careful. Um, my I grandpa mean, lives in a wooded area, and he has cats. Yeah. I mean, I don't know why he doesn't have a dog, but he has a cat, and he's gone through a few cats. They Sometimes they don't come back.
0: Well, we live uh, in a place where we back up to BLM land, and we get coyotes that jump into the backyard every once in a while. And, uh, of course, our two pit bulls are completely useless. That's why we had Marley, our dachshund, who would chase them away. Doesn't make any sense, but, uh, yeah, you just got to be careful. But, uh, yeah, Yeah. let's let's head on to our next animal tale story. Ah! So an owl joined a helicopter pilot mid-flight while crews worked to help extinguish the Creek Fire in California. Uh, They said, It's odd to have an owl enter an aircraft. It's unheard of to have it enter while the helo is in flight. In what Sky Aviation is calling an unexplainable and magical miracle, the owl sat with the pilot for several water drops as the creek fire ravaged the owl's home below. Then, just as it arrived, safe and unannounced, the owl parted company with pilot Dan Alpiner, who flies the helicopter. Uh, Boy, my screen just... Glitch, there we go, who flies the helicopter for the Wyoming based charter company. We're told there's only one photo of the OWL because it's not easy to fly a mission and be a photographer at the same time. Of course, the OWL wasn't available for comment. Uh, I will post this article onto our Facebook page so you guys can check it out. Uh, there is the picture of the OWL basically riding shotgun uh, throughout this uh, entire ordeal. And, uh, you know, I, I think he probably gave the pilot the inspiration he needed to uh, continue going on.
2: You are the inspiration. <laughs>
0: All right, let's move on to our next animal tale. So this one is actually pretty close cool to home, and, uh, and I know some of the people involved. So uh, Courtney Gesford is as tough and as brave as they come. The events manager from Sacramento, California, has been fiercely battling brain cancer for three years. Her grit and determination inspires and amazes everyone around her. Of course, facing a room full of sweet and adorable puppies is enough to reduce even the toughest person to a puddle of tears, Guessford included, and that's exactly what happened in early January when the 28-year-old was given a surprise of a lifetime thanks to one of her closest friends, Maris Leffler. Leffler knew that Gesford, who is a dog mama to a golden retriever named Clyde, Majorly adores puppies, so when she couldn't find a breeder who would help her shower Gessford in a pile of puppies, she reached out to the Front Street Animal Shelter, who were happy to help make this dream come true. Guessford had no idea about the world's most adorable ambush. According to Today, Leffler uh, requested that her friend wear comfortable clothes and then put a blindfold and earphones on her friend before driving her to the mystery location. When they arrived, Guestford was greeted by friends and family at the shelter, as well as all of the shelter's adorable puppies. She said, my first reaction was shock and confusion. I had to take a second to figure out where I was, who was there, and why everyone was there, she tells Pop Culture. Once I realized what was going on, I was overwhelmed with emotion and gratitude and excitement. I was overwhelmed with the love in that room. Guests forgot to spend a blissful hour cuddling and playing with all the puppies, which was caught on film and shared on the shelter's Facebook page. In the two weeks that it's been online, obviously it's been longer than that, the video has racked up over 1.7 million views, which is absolutely amazing. I know the folks who run uh, Front Street Animal Shelter over there in Sacramento. They do amazing work, and they are absolutely the pinnacle of what shelters should be. And so this just goes to show how they go above and beyond to really help folks out.
2: That's awesome, man. Um, Especially what's even more cool is you actually know them. Uh, from doing uh, Rough Riders and actually working with them. And uh, being able to share a good story like that is definitely, um, you know, what Animal Tales is about. You want to share these awesome stories out there. So, uh, fantastic job.
0: Yeah, for a second I thought you were going to say that that was uh, my... Oh, where is it?
2: No, I can't find it. Good news, everybody. Yeah.
0: Yeah. man. Just when I'm setting it up, you know. Good news, everyone. There you go. <laughs> ah, it's frustrating when you can't find the button. But in any yeah, case, you know, we started out that. on a little bit of a down note in Animal Tales. We went up to a nice, loving high note with an ambush of puppies. But, folks, that does it for this rendition or edition of Animal Tales. When we come back, we have a segment called Isn't That Weird? Stay tuned. We'll be back in a few. <laughs> And we are back to the fourth and final segment of the first hour. We still have plenty ahead with our second hour here on the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Tuesday, October 27th. Now, if you missed a portion of the show or you want to go back and catch up on any of the previous shows, it's easy enough to do so. Head over to phoenixmedia.us, click on the show's link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. From there, you can get video, you can get audio as well, or head over to wherever you get podcasts. Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor, Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, about 20 in all. While you're there, be sure to subscribe. That way, you always have the latest episode. Leave a review, let us know what you think, and tell your friends because sharing is caring. Now, in the segment, uh, came across a list of uh, history facts that are a little bit on the strange side, which is why we are uh, titling the segment.
1: Isn't that, <laughs> Isn't that weird?
0: Isn't that weird? Isn't that weird? So we'll run it. There go. So many great, uh, memorable quotes from the Austin Power series, but uh, you know that's certainly one that, uh, that sticks with you, among others. But uh, we are talking weird history today. For instance, uh, this first bit of weird history. Uh, apparently, when homosexuality was classified as an illness in Sweden, Swedes protested by calling in sick to work claiming they felt gay. You know, that's a great way to protest. You know, if it's Marked as an illness, hey, you know, you can call in with a tummy ache, you can call in with uh, a migraine, or you can call in just feeling gay for the day.
2: Yeah. Makes sense. Uh, gay, gay, today, I'm gay.
0: <laughs> Moving on with okay. weird history. A Japanese consul in World War II saved 6,000 Jews by giving them Japanese visas contrary to his government's wishes. Uh, I would say he'd kind of be the uh, Schindler of Japan, You know, trying to save as many people as he can, and yeah, that's—I'd say—that's less of a weird history and more of a uh, inspirational history. Yeah. This one, however, is certainly. Isn't
1: that weird?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of World War II, during World War II, a great dame named Juliana was awarded the Blue Cross Medal in 1941 after she extinguished an incendiary bomb by peeing on it. Oh, give
2: that dog that, a man. yeah you know that's uh oh, that's some weird stuff there at first we said great and I was hoping you were going to say her name was Scooby <laughs> Ooh, Right, Christian Phoenix <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, that'd be funny if uh, the Scooby-Doo cartoon was uh, based on this dog who peed on him basically a yeah. bomb
2: like so in Scooby, you're going to have to pee on that bomb over there
0: Uh, Speaking of weird history A British couple jokingly invited Queen Elizabeth to their 2012 wedding And she actually showed up And there's pictures of her greeting the uh, bride and groom And my guess is she had nothing else to do that day But, uh, you know, that'd be like uh, one of us Inviting the president to mine and Jesse's wedding And uh, him showing up
2: It's huge Hello, Christian Phoenix It's huge I built a wall around the perimeter It is going to be the greatest wedding of weddings Let me tell you something. I bought you some orange suntan lotion. You're going to need it. Trust me. Trust me.
0: That would certainly fall into this category of...
1: Isn't that weird? (laughs) It's
0: (laughs) corona-proof. Now, uh, when you're traveling Europe, obviously there's a whole bunch of old buildings and castles and things like that. Some have been kept up really well. Others are falling apart and and are, are essentially ruins at this point. Well, somebody's come up with a clever way to show what ancient buildings used to look like. So they've got the old building, and then uh, some ways back there is a frame with a glass panel. And then itched, etched into the panel is essentially like the blueprint or the drawing of what the completed building looked like. So you can actually see that superimposed over the ruins, uh, which is brilliant. It's That uh, you know,
2: it sounds like uh, some uh, Star Wars stuff, you know, like... Where's Master Skywalker right there? You know, I had the big thing. It's right etched. <laughs> thanks, R2. <laughs> it's,
0: it actually is pretty similar to that, minus the electronics. But uh, it is pretty cool to, to see how old buildings used to look.
2: That's crazy. that they. That's how they did blueprints. I mean, can you imagine chiseling that out and actually...
0: Yeah, no thanks. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, prior to that, I mean, I mean... Not prior to that. After that, they had manuscripts and writing. Uh, Tony, along those lines, actually slightly different, but along those lines, I know you're a dog person.
2: Have you ever owned a cat? Never, actually. not. Uh, I shouldn't say never. We owned a cat as a little kid, but we had to get rid of it because it clawed the heck out of me when I was a little kid. I, I mean, like four or five. So my my mom ended up getting rid of it. So, But we haven't had a cat since then.
0: Yeah, uh, me and a girlfriend had a cat for five minutes. Not very long, but uh, cats are notorious for walking all over your keyboards as you're trying to type. Well, apparently that was the case back in ancient times as well as a medieval cat's paw prints on a manuscript from a 900-year-old book. Uh, You can see where the cat uh, got in trouble, and I'm sure the author of the manuscript was just pissed. But there's little black uh, paw prints all across it, on top of this really nice, you know, old riding. So, uh, you know, cats are doing what they do, regardless of what uh, century they're in.
2: Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I just have, I don't mind certain cats. Like, some people's cats are great. Don't mind them. I just, for me personally, I'd... I'm,
0: I'm not much of a cat person either. Uh, most cats yeah. are assholes, and so, uh, you
2: know, what? I'd rather
0: have an uh, animal that uh, wants to see me when I come home. Yeah. (laughs) But uh, I digress. Let's move on with...
2: Isn't that weird?
0: (laughs) So this next one, actually, uh, where we live here, uh, very close to Virginia City, has a claim to fame with the author Mark Twain. I did not intend that to rhyme. It just happened to. But uh, Samuel Clemens came into uh, the city... Spent some time there and then left as Mark Twain, and that's where he got his moniker. Well, he's uh, he has a, he's been quoted as saying, God created war so that Americans would learn geography, which is actually kind of true. You know, uh, I don't think most people could pinpoint areas on a map unless we were at war with them. Uh, you know, you could point out where North Korea is or Iraq or even Vietnam or Germany uh, without wars that uh, um, had occurred yeah yep all right moving on with a weird history um tony do you know where the original avengers came from um england uh no so there was that avengers tv series about spies and then, of course, you have yeah, the super. Yeah, that's why I
2: thought you were going with that versus Marvel's. So. You're close,
0: though. And then you have, uh, you know, the Marvel Avengers, of course. Well, uh, if you've seen the movie Inglorious Bastards, actually, that was based on the original Avengers. The Avengers were a team of Jewish assassins who hunted Nazi war criminals after World War II. And so, uh, yeah, you know, just some cool, weird history that you get to know and... Uh, you know, it's uh, in fact. I think there's a Amazon show uh, sort of about that taking place in the '70s as well.
2: Oh, that's really I cool. cool. Avengers, I didn't know right? that it was based on that. And Glorious Bastards was actually a good Tarantino flick.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I enjoyed it. an alternative history, but uh, you know, fun nonetheless. All right, let's move on with weird history. Uh, this one, oh, I would have liked to have seen his version. Benjamin Franklin wasn't trusted to write the Declaration of Independence because it was feared he would sneak jokes into it. It's almost as if Tony <laughs> Tony was writing it.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, you did certain things you just don't trust because it's like, eh, we need him to be serious, but can't he be serious? Uh, well, you invented a lot of things. I think they should have put a little entrustment into him, you yeah. know? Well, the more I learn about Benjamin
0: Franklin, the more I like him. I think he would have been a fun guy to hang out with.
2: Yeah, he sounds like a, like a character.
0: Yeah, yeah. But uh, it would have been interesting to go back in time and just spend five minutes talking to him. Yeah. Let,
2: let's move hey, you on. You want to go fly a kite? Right. <laughs> Put a key on it see what happens.
0: Yeah. It'll be fine.
2: Trust me. Yeah, you'll be good. You'll be
0: good. <laughs> let's move on.
1: Isn't that weird?
0: <laughs> Up next is a side-by-side picture of a black-and-white, old, old photo um, of a tortoise where uh, sure. there is a, another you know, beautiful green... Um, a modern picture of the same tortoise. Well, Jonathan, the tortoise was photographed in 1902 and here recently in 2020. Uh, He has certainly aged well. And of course, you know, that puts him at over 120 years old, almost 120 years old. That's crazy. Crazy. Yeah, but
2: he's he's still alive and kicking, pumping iron, (laughs) probably running marathons, you know,
0: (laughs) Moving on, the oldest known beware of dog sign was in Pompeii about 2,000 years ago, and it says Cave Canum, which uh, I assume means beware of dog in ancient Greek. Okay. Or Rome. Where was Pompeii? Greece? Rome? One of those places.
2: Yeah, I just know he got buried by a volcano, right?
0: Uh, Oh, Most people did. I I think the only known survivor was like a 14 or 15-year-old kid who had his um uh experience written down and that's how we know exactly what happened during that time
2: that's crazy moving
1: on isn't that weird
0: <laughs> i'm gonna post this uh, up on our facebook page but uh, there's a picture here of the inventor of pac-man showing his original drafts and uh it's cr- crazy it's a uh, little uh, graph paper and then you know the individual pixels of you know each of the animations and uh yeah, you know, it's just crazy to see how one of our most beloved video games of all time uh, ended up coming about.
2: Yeah, does it say that it started from a pizza while they were designing and stuff? Like, somebody took a slice of the pizza, and that's where you got that iconic...
0: You know, it doesn't say it on there, but uh, I could see where that would come from. So Yeah,
2: I, I, I think I had read a thing or, or watched a video game documentary, and just by just complete dumb luck, they were... Uh, man was a little different looking, but they had taken the piece of pizza and... That makes sense. Well, folks, that does it for our first hour of the show.
0: Stay tuned. We've got uh, a little bit of a long break, but when we come back, it is our uh, interactive portion of the show where we are asking about your real life horrors and phobias. Don't go anywhere. We'll see you guys in about seven minutes.
1: Yeah.
0: I know uh, you're getting a little froggy in the throat, but uh, you got a smoothie, you're going to take some emergency here soon, and uh, just make sure that uh, you're in tip-top shape for both work and uh, what we do here on the radio.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Didn't do a lot of whole chatting on the break, uh, just to conserve the voice, but uh, yeah, a little little under the weather, I guess, today. We'll see. It could just be the cold weather sometimes that does the little bit of the shock to the system. Um, i feel good other than just the way I sound so if i come out a little froggy I do apologize trying to keep that keep the vocal cords a little bit on the uh the uh, fresh side of the things. lubricated side
1: yeah uh, yeah
2: hopefully tomorrow yeah yeah to keep them lubricated
0: <laughs> hopefully tomorrow you don't uh, come in uh sounding like dr cracky
2: yeah good uh, okay Christian uh, today's day is called rank it with tony and uh, you do. yeah
0: stranger things have happened do.
2: yeah i should yeah you probably that. should <laughs> it's a little rough i already have a raspy what am i doing yeah
0: that probably doesn't help the case much sorry i set that up for you but uh in any case folks this is the interactive portion of the show this is where we want to hear from you guys the listeners and watchers on our topic of the day Now, as we've been doing, uh, we've been setting up the topic for the next day, giving you guys the opportunity to call into the Phoenix line at any point during the day. So again, it doesn't have to be live, live, live. You just call in, let us know your thoughts on whatever the topic of the day is. Now, the other thing I also uh, just put into effect and figured I'd let you guys know about it anybody who calls in for the call-in topic is now entered into a chance to win our monthly Phoenix Fan Gear prize pack. And so that'll include a shirt, a hat, maybe some other goodies uh, with our emblazoned uh, Phoenix logo on it. So uh, a little incentive to get you guys to call in and chime in on our call-in topic. Speaking of which, today's call-in topic is real-life horrors and phobias. What scares you? What uh, What? Instills fear into your heart. Carnies, (laughs) carnies,
2: uh, little
0: little hands. They smell like cabbage. You know,
2: (laughs) yeah. You know how it goes. (laughs) You know that old chestnut.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We've talked about this before, but you know what? Halloween's coming up, and you know, Halloween is all about some good fun scares. And uh, you know what? What scares us in real life? For instance, uh, Tony, what is your biggest phobia?
2: My biggest phobia, thing. Okay, so I got two. The, the the physical thing that scares me probably more than anything. It doesn't matter if it's around me; it just freaks me out. And the, that's snakes. I'm like Indiana Jones, baby. I can't <laughs> do snakes. Um, uh, case in point, one example: when I was on a jog, this a few years ago. Um, I was just, you know, I used. I, I like going on runs and i was on this outdoor run and i was on this path and a snake seriously came slithering right in front of me and of course i'm out in their domain so they're, they're there you're the intruder and uh, and dude just the way it came out and it startled me i think i was like "What the?" <laughs> you know and i cussed and uh freaked me out but snakes man and that just stems from uh, my childhood and in, you know,
0: In that case, like, was this
2: you? I pooped my pants. Dude, I didn't quite poop my pants, but it freaked me to bleep out. Pretty close. Um, yeah, when I was a kid, I got all all brave and to go touch, I think it was a coral snake. It was a red and black snake, and it was a topaz lake. I went to go grab it as a kid, and my mom, who's definitely afraid of snakes, like saw me go to do it. And she screamed so loud, like one of those, uh, like from the movie Screams. Like, <laughs> oh! like it was so loud in my ear that it put fear in me. And then the snake like went, ah! so it was like a double-edged like thing. So, yeah, hate snakes. And then if it's a non-physical thing, it's uh, being in deep bodies of water. I love swimming. I love being out on the water. I love being in the water. Uh, but if I can't touch the ground or see the ground and and I'm in it, it's a little uneasy for me for some reason i i don't know why it just it it just makes me feel really uneasy
0: i assume like most people you probably have jaws to thank for that
2: yeah yep you never know what's going to pull you under and get you yeah
0: yeah um similar here you know it was because of the movie arachnophobia that i am afraid of spiders um i i've gotten better over the years i uh you know the little spiders you know those ones don't bother me but uh every once in a while around here we get a tarantula migration where we get these giant tarantulas walking through our yard and you won't find me going outside uh, or anywhere near them when that happens but my biggest fear and something we've talked about here is something called chiclephobia, which is the fear of chewed gum i just seen chewed gum is enough to make me dry heave um and, again, don't know where it stems from, but, uh, you know, I can chew gum myself. I can spit it into, like, a little container, you know, or, or the wrapper and throw it away. But other people's chewed gum or, you know, you see uh, in movies and, and in real life, people who, like, swap gum and ugh, ugh, Yeah. I, I can't.
2: Do you ever have a girl that you've dated or maybe Jesse's done this or maybe your ex, they ever just spit the gum in your mouth? No, just out of nowhere? No. No. You've never had that? No. I've had that happen to me like three times
0: No, I would vomit everywhere if that happened
1: That <laughs> whoa, would,
2: yeah. Once from the, old, the ex-wife And two from uh, two past girlfriends They're just They're done chewing their gum And they think they're being cute And they just When you're uh, swapping, uh, swapping spit
1: <laughs>
2: They airmail it in your mouth It's it's not a pleasant surprise But it's that... happened a couple times in my day Just it's you... a good thing I don't have chicklophobia
0: Just you saying that is churning my t- stomach <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: So needless to say, Chris, you are not going to the uh, chewed wall of chewed bubblegum in uh, Seattle. Oh, dear God. No. (laughs) No. In fact,
0: uh, in our bathroom in here, there is a small piece of chewed gum that's stuck to the side of the trash can. Of course, I take out the trash each week, and it's from one of the kiddos, huh? probably. And when I empty that one, I have to turn the trash can so that I can't see the chewed gum when I'm standing there.
2: <laughs> it's irrational, I <laughs> that's, know. That's interesting. I, you know. But that's I'm what, not judging because we all have our own phobias. So
0: Yeah, and that's what makes a phobia, phobia. So uh, in any case, that's what we're looking for, folks. We want to hear from you now. Comment on our Facebook video over at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. Let us know what your real life horror or fear is. Folks, we'll be back in a few. Don't go anywhere. Everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at Phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Phoenix Media Radio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Tuesday, October 27th. Yeah, it's uh, my brother Alex's birthday. Happy birthday, Alex, if you're watching. Uh, In any case, we are in the middle of our interactive portion of the show where we are asking you guys to comment now on our Facebook live video. Head over to facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. That's Christian with a K, Phoenix with an F, Radio, of course, with an R. And comment on there about your greatest horror or phobia in the last segment we talked about my irrational fear of chewed gum and tony uh reasonably afraid of snakes and big bodies of open water but uh we want to find out what scares you for instance uh, we had kendra good listener chime in she is afraid of roller coasters mostly because of motion sickness so uh, that makes sense you know roller coasters aren't for everybody personally i enjoy them as long as i haven't had uh, a ton of fair food in my tummy beforehand but uh yeah. Other than that, uh, some people just don't like going upside down, or you know the the way that it moves. But uh, you know that makes sense. I, I'd say that's a, a good phobia. Um, that's somewhat rational and, and not uh, completely out of the ordinary. Now, Tony, I know you had the Yandris chime in. Uh, what did they say as far as their biggest fears or phobias?
2: Um, Lacey's is spiders and birds. Okay. And I can contest to the bird thing. Uh, our uh, friend Renee, uh, they have uh, birds that fly around their house and and they sit there I mean they are good birds but when they come flying across the room <clears throat> Lacey's like yee <laughs> like I've seen her <laughs> legit freak out on that and I wonder um, so if that she stems... shares she shares with you on spiders though okay. too
0: I wonder if the bird thing stems from the movie uh, Birds seems it like a couldn't... lot of fears come from movies like uh, people who are afraid of clowns I'm sure started with you know the It movies and, and you know Pennywise
2: yeah, it's got to be something. It, uh, Bella's is crickets, uh, which I can see that. Crickets are kind of a creepy-ass bug. They are, they're and they're weird.
0: unpredictable. They'll jump without warning.
2: Yeah. Uh, her mom's is heights. Uh, Bella also says she does not like heights. So there's double heights there. I can say a lot of people don't like uh, going too high. It's just not their thing. Um, Mike is... Uh, <laughs> Snakes, because everywhere there was damn snakes. So in their new house, <laughs> no snakes so far. But old house, right. there was snakes. They would get into the house. They would get into everything. Um, it's basically of hers. Is for birds. It's because a neighborhood boy told her about bird pecking his head. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Which this is gonna sound bad, but I gotta share. Okay. Somebody shared this. Instagram video. <laughs> this is kid, this is poor kid, he's coming down this, he's somewhere in California, I think, and he's coming down on his little Razor scooter and he's running from a seagull. And the seagull is like pecking his head (laughs) and he's screaming as he's coming down the hill and the guy filming it's laughing. And I feel bad for the kid, but the video is so damn hilarious. Like, cause he's screaming and that bird is just like pecking at him and he's like, (laughs) never seen a kid go so fast. Birds can be
0: mean. We talked about it yesterday that I had a run in with a turkey when I was little, a one-legged turkey for that matter. And, uh, It's uh, terrifying, but, uh, yeah, you know, so I, it makes sense. Yeah, uh, geese are mean, too, dude. Oh, yeah, yeah. Kendra also chimed in, uh, Harry Potter, it was awful. I don't know if that's a fear as much as a dislike. And then uh, she said her boyfriend hates <laughs> mint. Okay, that's fair enough. You mint? know, it's, uh, some people like it, some people, I mean, most people like it. But, uh, you know, it, it reminds me of our buddy Adam, who uh, his biggest fear is sharing dairy.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it just freaks them out.
0: Right. God forbid you share a uh, ice cream cone or a glass of milk with them. So, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, it's, it's, that's what makes them phobias. You know, they don't all have to be rational. Speaking of irrational phobias, I've got a list here of uh, some of the more strange ones. For instance, uh, oh, I'm going to flip these because they are tough to say, a retchobarachia. Butterophobia, a
2: Oh yes, Arachabutaphoria is when you have this fear that your favorite football team is never going to get good again. Close, but
0: no cigar. No, it is the fear of peanut butter sticking to the roof of your mouth.
2: Yeah!
0: <laughs> While the phenomenon has happened to everyone at one point or another, people with arachibutrophobia are extremely afraid of it. The severity of the phobia varies from person to person. Some with this condition may be able to eat small amounts of peanut butter, while others will avoid eating peanut butter or anything with the consistency of pe- peanut butter altogether. So, uh, I can kind of get that one. Just that stickiness or that feeling could be a little strange. How about this one, Tony? Can you guess what uh, nomophobia
2: is? Fear of garden gnomes.
0: Ooh, that's a good guess. But no, it is fear of being without your mobile phone.
2: Where is it? I have to go on to Snapchat. The streak will die. <laughs> and yes. I assume that this is one... I don't one... have a fear, but I have a fear of the streaks dying, I guess. There you go.
0: Yeah, I assume this is one that uh, some of the younger generation may uh, suffer more from. But uh, even if I'm out and, uh, you know, if my phone is in, you know, the center console and I check my pockets and I don't feel it there, I get that little momentary, you know, uh, scare. You know, my heart jumps that, uh, you know, I might have lost it somewhere. And Of course, all of the information that we have stored on our phones, um, it can be scary to lose that. So that one sort of makes sense.
2: Uh, I only had that when I uh, snuck down to your house when you lived in Castle Rock and my damn phone fell in that big-ass... Yeah, We had the big snowstorm, and I knew I was going to... I had a pissy-ass person <laughs> waiting for me to get home and couldn't find the phone.
0: I remember that. We searched for a while, and I think we were lucky to find it. I don't think that... Yeah, uh,
2: that yeah. was just by dumb luck. That snow was deep. It was. It was a lot of snow.
0: <laughs> it's funny. Uh, Jesse, the other day... Um, you know, I, I'd never like to let my phone get down to um, anything under twenty-five percent on the battery charge, just for fear that it will uh, run out. But uh, you know, she lets hers sk- get all the way down, and so she, you know, evening time we're watching TV, and she plugged it in over in the kitchen, and then stands there and just hovers by it. I asked her what she was doing, and uh, she's saying, uh, you know, I, you know, I, I don't want to miss something if something comes through. It's like. You can leave it for five minutes. It's, it's still going to be there. It's still going to charge. <laughs>
2: no <so>. big deal. <laughs>
0: but she's addicted to this game called uh, Heyday, and uh, you know it's it's how she passes the time when she's got nothing else to do. So, I get okay. that one. Moving on with irrational fears. Uh, what about uh, arithmophobia, Tony?
2: Uh, fear of arithmetic.
0: You're actually very close. It is fear of numbers. <laughs> Many people grow up dreading math class, but people with arithmophobia have a genuine fear of numbers. People with this fear usually experience anxiety associated with doing math or dealing with numbers in general, versus fear of actually seeing the number symbols. The fear of numbers is also sometimes referred to as numerophobia. Arithmophobia can significantly impair a person's life, as it is difficult to do many tasks or occupations without dealing with numbers. And, uh, you know, I I always excelled in math, but... Uh, you know, I, I can get where people feel overwhelmed when having to do even simple math.
2: Right. Sometimes that can be a lot on you. Uh, they would definitely not want to do budget planning, schedule writing, or uh, payroll planners on those lines. It would yeah. be very yeah. stressful. Not so yeah. much.
0: <laughs> uh, it's this...
2: stressful even when you don't have a fear of that.
0: <laughs> this next one is uh, something that Green Lantern suffers from. Green Lantern! Tony, what do you guess xanthophobia is the fear of?
2: Uh, Xanthophobia, fear of rocks.
0: No, so if you think back to the comic books, Green Lantern, his original weakness was wood, but after wood became a a really stupid thing to be a weakness, it's fear of the color Yellow.
2: It's worse than wood yeah
0: people with xanthophobia are usually also afraid of any object that is yellow such as school buses or flowers people with xanthophobia may avoid the color yellow at all costs this phobia tends to interfere with everyday life as yellow things can be found everywhere don't give them a banana because god forbid uh, something happens Jeez louise i didn't know that was a thing (laughs) it is a thing and then finally closing things out tony what would you guess phobophobia is?
2: A <laughs> fear of being afraid.
0: That's exactly it. Fear of
2: phobia. Boom! I, I get phobia, phobia! I'm scared to get scared! I'm always scared, but I'm scared to be scared! It's I, inception!
0: I think we've all known kids like that growing up who are just afraid of everything.
2: Absolutely. I can't! They're all gonna laugh at you! <laughs> <laughs>
0: Boy, a lot of uh, Adam Sandler references in this show today.
2: No, no, I'm going to laugh at you. (laughs) Well,
0: folks, that does it for our call-in topic of phobias. Tomorrow's topic is your Halloween routine. What do you do to get ready for Halloween in the hours before going trick-or-treating or or going to a party? Whatever it may be, we want to hear from you and how you prepare. When we come back, we have in. a segment called Unrealistic Movie Tropes. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back in just a few. Everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Phoenix media radio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Tuesday, October 27th. Now we talk about it a couple times each show. It is the Phoenix Line, a 24-hour day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line giving you guys the opportunity to chime in on anything whatsoever it's a voicemail you know how it works you leave a message after the beep you don't even have to interact with a live human being for instance maybe you want to let us know what your biggest fear or phobia is well we won't play it uh, on tomorrow's show we will compile those together and put them out in a future show but there is time to comment on tomorrow's call in topic which is your halloween routine and uh, as i mentioned in the two segments ago that uh, anybody who calls in for any of these call-in topics uh, is entered into a chance to win our monthly Phoenix Fan Gear prize pack, including a Phoenix Media hat, shirt, maybe some other goodies as well. So a little incentive to do so. Now, if you do want to call, and we hope that you do, that number is 855-Phoenix-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O or 855-336-4973 for the all we ask is that you keep it entertaining and uh, we will certainly play your call on the show as long as we can actually understand what's coming out because we've had a few of those in the past as well. In any case, Tony and I are movie lovers. We love movies, but uh, you know there are tropes in movies that uh, are things that happen that have no sense in any other space aside from a movie themselves It's sort of that suspension of disbelief that, uh, you know, you just have to take it for face value. And wanted to run down some uh, new movie tropes that uh, are just really unrealistic. This first one for the ladies, there's a picture of uh, Black Widow from Iron Man 2 and, you know, she's in her pose and her hair's waving down. And -hmm. the person puts, uh, women in fight scenes who let their hair down. Girl, tie it back. I know you can't see crap. So, uh, apparently, and I Tony and I have no context for this. You know, our, our hair is quite a bit shorter. But uh, I would assume if you were in a serious fight, you wouldn't want your hair down. You'd want it back and out of the way.
2: Yeah, I could see that getting in your face like kind of an annoying thing. So, yeah, if it's like slicked back or in a ponytail or off to the side probably might give you a better visual of what you've got coming at you. Exactly. Speaking of... And plus, if it was like a fight, man, they easily could just grab that. Right. You know. Well, speaking like of fight scenes... Of giving them that.
0: And seeing what's coming at you, what about fight scenes with multiple attackers? They're all so polite, waiting for their friends to get their ass kicked before engaging. In reality, you would get jumped by everyone at the same time. That's one that has always bothered me, that they're like, they're just waiting until the next guy, and it's like one at a time.
2: Yeah, that's not how typical fights go. I mean, if you're going up against a group of people, you're kind of screwed because the group of people are all going to maul you, and you just, you, unless you've got backup, you're not, you're not probably going to come out uh, doing too well.
0: Exactly, exactly. Uh, what about this? And it's always sort of vexed me. Uh, post-apocalyptic. women... I can be
2: quite vexing.
0: <laughs> post-apocalyptic women with clean-shaven underarms and legs and. You know, anytime you see, like, a history piece or uh, something post-apocalyptic, it's strange to think that they have such great hygiene. They're able to shave their arms or shave their beards and brush their teeth. That wouldn't be the case. They would look like, uh, I don't know, they got stuff in their teeth and hair growing everywhere. Yeah. It wouldn't be quite it's as. It's kind of, it's kind it
2: of like The Walking Dead. You know how they kept somebody kept ending up pregnant. It's like who the hell's having sex in the the apocalyptic thing, dude? Right. Stinky ass people ain't showering. Stuff be dirty. Well, like it is one of those things. Like, and who the hell's producing? Like, sure they keep finding towns and stuff like that, but who's producing clean running water? Who's right. producing electricity at that? Because if the whole world's gone to hell, somebody's. Somebody's pulling something to get you. To, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, yes. not
0: not only that, but uh, stinky ass people have stinky ass sex. So.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: continuing on with unrealistic movie tropes, <laughs> we um, we've talked about this one before. Uh, you know, you've got uh, the IT guy and you know the the, the spy asks, "Can you hack into the super secure server?" The guy spends ten seconds randomly hitting letters on the keyboard. I'm in. Yeah, no, it doesn't quite work that way.
2: Uh, let me just hear. Right here, I think. <laughs> yep. Oh, okay, we just hacked the whole Matterframe system. <laughs> We're in. <laughs> right. I just did that live on
1: air.
0: <laughs> and I understand they don't have ten minutes to wait around while somebody's trying to hack in, but come on make it a little more realistic than that right speaking of unrealistic movie tropes uh i find it odd in action movies that uh, everybody has furniture that seems to be bulletproof the good guy jumps behind some furniture and the bad guy unloads a thousand rounds into it none of them going through what the hell is that couch made of
2: yeah exactly and it also ties with the shots harry you're alive (laughs) you're a terrible shot um Like, you ever notice the ones with all the, like, you go into these uh, movies, some of these movies, and these goons, they have, like, the biggest assault rifles and stuff, and it's a gunfire, man. They are just, like, hiding behind, like, one little thing, and not one thing penetrates or hits them. Ever. Right,
0: right. Or, like, a card table, and it's like, really? yeah, Really? Nah. Yeah, they do. Nah.
2: Be- Unless it's a superhero movie, and your suspense is disbelief because they're bulletproof and cool, but uh, your typical action movies, yeah, you, a lot of BS. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Tony, when
0: you were a kid growing up, how often did you wake up to a fully prepared meal for breakfast uh, on a school day?
2: On a school day, very rare. It was typically just a bowl of cereal. Um, on the weekends, yeah, we got our pancakes, bacon, and stuff, typically on a Sunday.
1: Right, yeah. But, but
2: weekdays, it was a bowl of cereal or a Pop-Tart um, or a piece of toast if you are lucky. You know? <laughs> but of course At in a movies- minimum.
0: Yeah, in the movies, mom has prepared a feast that could feed half the neighborhood, but it's only for her two small children and her husband, who is already late for work and takes a single piece of toast on his way out the door. Again, never made any sense to me.
2: Yeah. Sorry, babe. Looks good. Gotta go. Yeah, so that's why you typically typically would just get the smallest things before you left.
0: Right. Uh, this next one, I understand why they do it for the filming purposes, but it always, uh, especially if you've had kids never quite made sense. Women giving birth to giant four-month-old babies. Of course, they want to use real babies in the scene, and and you know they have to be a little bit older. They can't necessarily use newborns, but those babies are big for uh, something that just popped out.
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> I never really thought about it, but you are right, you know? Yeah. Because they're holding like this baby, and you're like, well, baby looks like a couple months old at this point. Because <laughs> when they're fresh and little, they're just some tiny Yeah,
0: and they're usually covered in slime, and yeah, it's. (laughs) And they're ah ah ah. Moving on with unrealistic movie tropes. Uh, Here's another one that always got me: in fires, nobody dies of smoke inhalation. They'll be there for ages, merrily chatting away, coughing, miraculously escaping, or lifting a burning beam to get somebody out, Uh, and then they're fine. They may uh, have a smudge of soot on their face and cough on their merry way, but nobody is. Truly dying of what they would die from in a fire, smoke inhalation.
2: Bad boys for life, like that whole last scene—the helicopter yep. crash yep. explodes. Yeah,
0: or Indiana Jones. Although, in the what a, a bitching movie, but yeah.
2: it's the whole conversation that him and Martin Lawrence have while that smoke's going on. <laughs>
0: uh, moving on with unrealistic movie tropes, you know, uh, filters, filters that they put on the lenses or uh, in post often convey you know the tone of a movie well uh, this one is absolutely true going to latin america quick put on the yellow filter anytime anything is shot in latin america mexico anything like that it has that like smoggy yellow filter on it and
2: uh, never quite understood why it's kind of like uh conair there's a dust storm we got land in carson city it's kind of random. It's not a filter. They're just like, yeah, just say you're, you're here. Yeah. But you're right. When you think about it, they do make it kind of seem like it's uh, like that. Mm-hmm. Never really thought about that. Uh, action movie
0: tropes, you know the, again, these are ones that uh, never quite understood. Gunfire indoors or inside cars and everyone can hear just fine or uh, people that can jump through windows without uh, shredding their skin to bits. It makes no sense. I mean, if you were that close to gunfire, even outside, your ears would be ringing. It'd be hard to hear, and nobody wears earplugs in the movie.
2: Yeah, John McClane and Die Hard run around barefoot that whole time. Did he be way more banged up than he really looked? At? at least as he went through, he looked roughed up a bit. But you gotta imagine, like them feet be bloody everywhere. Man, he be gim- oh, he be a hurting unit. That's
0: for sure. <laughs> that's true. Uh, Moving on with movie tropes, uh, of course, you know, the old uh, movies and sitcoms back in the 50s, 60s, and 70s, anytime somebody was driving, of course, you know, they had the loosest steering wheel in the world. They would, uh, you know, be going back and forth even though they're driving safe, but in more recent times, you know, people who don't even look at the road when they drive, they're more worried about their lines and eye contact with their passenger in the car, pretty sure they would have crashed numerous times uh, by
2: then. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, there was the unrealistic one in the movie The Chase with uh, Christy Swanson and Charlie Sheen. Oh, I forgot about that and, movie. Yeah, they're like having sex like in the, or making out, getting ready to have sex as he's driving as the cops are chasing. It's like, ah, if you're doing that, you, you're going to you lose control of the car. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> uh, it just doesn't make any sense. All right, and then finally, with uh, movie tropes that are unrealistic... Women in sex scenes always wearing matching bra and panties and keeping the bra on the whole session. Of course, that doesn't happen. Of course, if you know most women, it's it's sort of a hodgepodge of their undergarments, but, uh, you know, they, they got to make it look good for the cameras. But, folks, that does it for our topic of unrealistic movie tropes. When we come back, it's time for This Day in History. We'll see you guys in a few and another show down it goes by so quickly this is the christian phoenix radio show tuesday october 27th yes we are into the final segment of the show but not before we drop a little knowledge on you but if you missed a portion of the show or you want to go back and catch up on any of the previous shows it's easy enough to do so head over to phoenixmedia.us, click on the show's link scroll on down to the christian phoenix radio show from there you can get video and audio as well or head over to wherever you get podcasts. Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, Dozer, Dozer, Geezer, Gozer. Are you
2: a god? Yes. Yes, I am.
0: Phew. Escaped that one. Folks, while you are there, be sure to subscribe. That way you always have the latest episode. Leave a review, let us know what you think, and tell your friends, because why, Tony?
2: Because sharing is caring and conditioner is better. No, I like shampoo.
0: <laughs> just to round out the Adam Sandler yep, of the day. just
2: to add to it. <laughs> I was going to do a macho man voice, but try not to try tear not up to.
0: the throat more than it needs to be. That makes sense. Well, yeah. sit back, enjoy, chime in where you need to, because we're about to take you through this day in history.
1: The we for the stories that turn the world on its head, this day in history... Your on
2: the Christian Phoenix.
0: All right, kicking things off with this big history. This day in 312, Roman Emperor Constantine the Great is said to have received his famous vision of the cross. And it's amazing that uh, all of these uh, religious visions and moments and and epiphanies all seem to happen when nobody else is around. Mm. Mm.
2: I just saw the cross. I saw the sign, and it opened up my eyes. Mm an epiphany <laughs> documented on this day i will
0: uh moving on this day in 1507 uh-huh. portuguese admiral alfonso roberto no sorry alfonso de albuquerque <laughs> captures the persian <laughs> fortress of ormuz on hormuz island and i really did you, that just for the alfonso roberto joke
2: okay i was gonna say did he do the carlton on the island there's nothing
0: no
2: do 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 do, do, do. No, 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 no,
0: no. You know what's funny is I've never been able to pull off the Carlton. You know, I, I've got rhythm, but uh, I don't know. Something about that dance is just, it's like patting your head and rubbing your tummy.
2: Yeah, it just didn't work.
0: <laughs> Here's the name we talked about yesterday. No, he's not the Quaker Oats guy, but uh, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania is founded by Englishman William Penn on this day in
2: 1682.
0: Ooh, and I'm Pennsylvania. Tell- I'm telling you, he looks
2: like the Quaker Oats guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this the guy. The guy's just kind of creepy. Yeah, for a logo. Yep, it's kind of weird. It's like a big garbage pail kid. Well, it, nobody knows
0: who the Quakers are these days, anyway. I mean, Quakers still exist, but not in that traditional sense. You know that. uh Yeah, we can right. work with the oats guy. But uh, moving on, this day in eighteen sixty-seven. This guy's got a badass beard. His name's Giuseppe Garibaldi. He marches on Rome for the second time, and he's known as the Unifier of
2: Italy. Ooh, he gets the babu. Hey! Um, they just want the a name. My name is Giuseppe. I have this badass beard, and you will bow down because this beard is epical.
0: Apparently, Giuseppe is no longer Italian and is Russian now, based on your... That's
2: right. Giuseppe <laughs> is now Russian. Russian space station. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh. Oh, now we're getting oh. Armageddon references. All right. Yeah. <laughs> this day in 1901, the first... Never
2: saw pre- the Star Wars.
0: <laughs> the first complete performance of Claude Debussy's orchestral composition, Nocturnes, at least it wasn't Nocturne's emissions, because that would be completely different. Yeah. Okay. You know what? I'm giving myself.
2: <laughs> hey, you tried. <laughs> That's all that matters.
0: You, you got to try.
2: So, you got to go for the yowie. Yowie, wowie. Wowie. <laughs> this day in 1947...
0: You bet your life with Groucho Marx premieres on ABC Radio. I didn't realize it was a radio show before uh, it was a TV show. No, I
2: didn't either. Ah, my name's Groucho Marx, eh? <laughs> this is your life, and you're listening to radio with Groucho Marx. <laughs> I don't even know if that's how he talks. <laughs> it's
0: similar, but slightly different. <laughs> This one, again, for the Yandras. This day in 1954, Walt Disney's first TV show, Disneyland, premieres on ABC. And timey-wise, <gasps> time- I don't know if that was in conjunction with the park, if it was before the park, after the park. But, uh, yeah, apparently he had a show just I wonder if it had, Disneyland.
2: like, since it was on ABC, did it have, like, a TGIF? <laughs> Disneyland! Here's the place to be uh, with Mickey and Pluto and freaking Goofy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's funny you bring that up. The other day, I thought for sure <laughs> Jessie was humming the step by step theme. She wasn't, but uh, that's what I no.
2: heard. So. <laughs> because you ever notice they were all the same family matters, step by step, full house. It was like the same. Oh, totally. <clears throat> and, uh, the super cheesy little lyrics. Ah. We're singing about Disneyland today. Do 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 the Matterhorn and Space Mountain. Splash Mountain is a racist town. Do, 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 do.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Eighty sitcoms all followed a very similar formula, but. Uh... <laughs>
2: Um, Oh, TGIF, how I miss you.
0: (laughs) All right. uh, Moving on this day in 1955, Rebel Without a Cause, directed by Nicholas Ray and starring James Dean and Natalie Wood, is released. And uh, I believe he died shortly thereafter. Um, Yeah, another 27 clubber.
2: Yeah, James Dean. Was thought, a, did he, was he the one that died in, like, they used to do those little car races? Uh, he died and, in a car crash. And it was yeah. like, who could ever jump out the fastest before it went over? Exactly.
0: Yep, that okay. was him. This day in 1962, Black Saturday during the Cuban Missile Crisis, an American spy plane is shot down over Cuba, and the Navy drops warning depth charges on Soviet submarines. Again, we've brought it up a few times, and being around during the Cuban Missile Crisis would have been terrifying.
2: I think a lot, being around any of the war times, like the big world wars and uh, cold wars, all that stuff is just, is frightening, and I'm just grateful that we are not so much in that now, and we deal with a lot of scary things, but nothing on that level, in my opinion.
0: No, no, and uh, I, we are dealing with the coronavirus pandemic, and, uh, you know, it's... Going back to the Cuban Missile Crisis, you know, duck and cover was the big thing. You know, it was uh, really something more to, to help people feel safe than actually doing something. It could be argued that uh, masks do the same here during with what we're dealing with. But again, that's not what we're getting into. Right. This day in 1986,
2: Malt, Malt, Malt McCartney, Paul McCartney. I thought you were going to, I thought you were going to say Malt Disney. <laughs> oh boy, my friend
0: Malt. <laughs> paul mccartney releases pretty little head again not as good on his own as uh he was
2: uh, i've got this song i'm gonna write it it's called pretty little head it's about this time i had ice cream because there's kids listening (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: maybe not on a mystery monday but uh
2: it was berries and jalapenos (laughs)
0: wonder where you're going with that.
2: Well, I was trying to get the initials in there. Oh, okay. And tie it all together. <laughs> I don't know why you would have berries and jalapeno ice cream, but so I could think of for a J. Yeah,
0: that would be <laughs> weird. All right, uh, this day in 1997, Intel Corp buys digital equipment for $700 million. That's a lot of money to spend on a computer company, but uh, I think by today's standards, that would probably be worth well over a billion.
2: Did you know, like Lacey just texted me, did you know the Beatles broke up at Walt Disney World at the Poly? I did not know that. I did not either. That is... Thanks a, a lot. Thanks a lot, Walt Disney. Welcome to the Beatles. <laughs> oh, I'm going to break up that damn band. <laughs>
0: <laughs> We're learning stuff every day. And then finally, <laughs> Tony's girlfriend this day in 2014, Taylor Swift releases her fifth studio album, 1989. Woo! It is the 2015 Billboard Album of the Year and Grammy Award for Album of the Year in 2016. Uh, Tony's got... I
2: love me some Tay-Tay. I don't even care that somebody put up a meme that she looks like Napoleon Dynamite. Gosh,
1: I don't care.
2: (laughs) She
0: totally does. She does, I know. Gosh, I don't freaking care, right? Right. She's not as bad as Miley Cyrus, but doesn't do no much i know
2: him. i'm, I'm highly, i don't know what it is about tay tay i like tay <laughs> fair enough you know we, we've all got mm-hmm. our
0: crushes or celebrity crushes that might be i mean i have plenty. to
2: i have to climb a damn step ladder to if i was to date or to kiss her i mean i think she's like six foot two or something <laughs> maybe well fuck. i don't know if she's the height of my nephew cohen man yeah like that my poor nephew has to bend down to take a selfie with his old uncle Tony. you know <laughs> so old tay tay she want to kiss this she gonna have to bow down to the short guy
0: <laughs> folks before we let you go for the day let's run down some of today's holidays for instance today is
2: holidays.
0: american beer day i can get behind Celebrate. that boxer shorts mm-hmm. day no i'm more of the boxer briefs me Cr- too cranky Coworkers day oh buddy is there a lot of them We were talking cats earlier. National Black Cat Day is today. (laughs) Today is National Mentoring Day, National Potato Day, Navy Day, World Occupational Therapy Day, and then for us here, World Day of Audiovisual Heritage.
2: Yeah, boy.
0: Folks, that does it for Tuesday. We will be back tomorrow on a Wednesday with a brand new show and words are hard. Enjoy your Tuesday. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Oh, 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 oh,
1: oh, 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 oh